It's time to set aside the superficial. It's time to go deeper. It's time to engage in truth. Here's John Bornstein. Well, everybody, welcome back to Engage in Truth. This is John Borchain. I'm the senior pastor of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley right here in Colorado Springs. And I'm so excited that you are tuning in with me here in the studio, Mike Malinger. So good to have you, my friend. It's great to be back, John. Well, we are excited about today's broadcast. Actually, the series that we're about to do here, talking about parenting. And I know for those of you who are listening right now who are parents, maybe your grandparents, whatever stage of life you're in, I know what you're about to hear today is going to apply to you because you have probably walk through life in a series of adventures and you have much to bestow on the next generation. So if anything today, hopefully we are just going to equip you with more information that you can use in helping to raise up the next generation, no matter what stage of life you are in. And to help us do that, we have a very special guest in the studio with us. Ryan Dobson. And Ryan is the son of Dr. James Dobson. He is the husband of Laura. They have two children, Lucy and Lincoln, 12 and 7 years of age. So he is living this, and he is going to speak from the heart on many of the issues, many of the questions that have come to us here in the studio to discuss here today, because I know a number of you have sent in questions that uh, hopefully we're going to cover over these next two weekends. But Ryan has has a great deal of experience, uh, not, not only having served at Focus on the Family and Family Talk, where he was there at Family Talk, he had a listenership of 10 million people. He was a vice president of broadcasting there. And, and when he decided to take this uh, a different direction, decided to launch another ministry, Rebel Parenting. He's going to talk to us a little bit about that. He's the author of over six books, continues to write to this day, but he's doing a podcast, a video program there at at, at Rebel Parenting. You can go online, rebelparenting.org. You can watch his videos. He does live streaming podcasts. You won't be disappointed. So without further delay, Ryan, welcome to Engage in Truth. Oh, John, you guys, thanks so much for having me. Really, it's it's an honor. It's a great honor to be here. I appreciate it. Well, you know, we we go way back and... uh, (laughs) kind of grew up together in some respects, uh, uh, figuring out this thing, this journey of parenting. Yes. I have five children. Mike, you've got a few children yourself, and all of our children are in different stages of life. I now have a son that has a a brand new baby. Uh, Of course, it feels like brand new. We're about to celebrate one year. Um, So I'm a grandpa, and, and I'm 42, about to turn 43. I'm a young grandpa, but I love being a grandpa. So all of us have various stories that we can share from the heart, but I don't want to eat up all of our time with just the intros here because we've got a lot to cover. Yeah. And I know it's going to take full two weekends to cover, but you made the decision to depart from family talk guy and to start another ministry mm-hmm. that you called Rebel Parenting. Just tell us a little bit of the why. What was the calling to do that? Oh my goodness, it was terrifying, honestly. <laughs> it really was. It was terrifying. You know, you got a great job and you got benefits and insurance, all of that. And then you tell your wife, hey, I think I'm going to quit to do this thing on my own. Well, how much are we going to get paid? Oh, we're not going to get paid at all, you know? <laughs> um, and I think Family Talk's a great broadcast. It's just hitting a different demographic than I'm called to. I am mm. called to the young parent. You know, I've got a seven-year-old and a 12-year-old. Uh, we really are called to that young parent, that n- more newly married uh, age listener, Kind of the millennial, the you know the the young Gen X, the millennial era. It's hard to be a parent these days. It's it's so different than it's ever been. You know, yeah. Laura and I, we went to that phase where all your friends get married, right? You got uh-huh. that phase where everybody's getting married. Then you have the phase where everybody's having kids, right? Uh, and you're all going through that. Uh, and then we went through a phase where a lot of people around us went through divorces, 
And I've been divorced. I know what it's like firsthand. And people were just getting divorce after divorce after divorce. And it was killing me. Mm. And I just didn't feel like I was able to say what I felt needed to be said in the way I wanted to say it on traditional Christian radio. Uh, And I've been podcasting for a million years. I started podcasting before (laughs) iTunes was released. I was a way early adopter. I remember reading about it in a magazine and going, oh, I want to do this the rest of my life. And I have. Like, I love podcasting. Uh, We are totally unfiltered. Um, We talk about, this is the crazy thing. There are a lot of Christian stations that if you want to talk about pornography, they won't play it. Right. If you want to talk about abuse or addiction or drugs or alcoholism, they won't play it. Mm. And those are things affecting parents all over the country, all around the world. And it was like, wait a minute, we have to talk about this. Yeah. You've got to talk about porn. If it's going to affect eight or nine out of 10 marriages, you have to talk about it. You've got to talk about it in a real way and not sugarcoat it and get people on that have experienced it and have gone through it and have had their hearts broken because it's happening everywhere we go. Somebody comes up and says, either I struggle with porn or my husband struggles with porn or my wife struggles with porn. You got to talk about it. But there are so many stations that are like, oh, no, you can't talk about that on the radio. I'm so sorry. We got moms at home that don't want to listen to that. Hey, you know what? Too bad. And that's the great thing with podcasts. You don't want to hear it? Listen to somebody else. But if you listen to us, we're going to hit you right where you're at. And the reason why, there's two reasons. I just read the book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why. And so I'm way, way into the topic. The first one is the family is the first building block of society. It is the foundation of a culture. The way the family goes, the way the culture is going. The way the family goes, the way the country will go. That's the foundation of a civilization. The second one, which is what everybody can relate to, when your marriage is going well, when it's firing on all cylinders, I mean, you got a hot marriage, it's really going well, everything else in your life is better. Everything's better. Your stress is down. Your work is better. Everything is better when your marriage is good. Mm -hmm. The flip side of that coin is true. When your marriage is in the toilet, everything is worse. Your sleep is worse. Your stress is up. The relationship with your kids is worse. Your relationship at work is every aspect, every measurable aspect of your life is worse when your marriage is struggling. And we want to give people the hope, man, no matter where you're at today, it can get better. I mean, I promise you it can get better. We want to tell people there is a light at the end of the tunnel and the tunnel is dark. Uh, I'm not going to just say, oh, no, it's so easy. It's not easy. It takes a ton of work. It takes a lot of investment. And you can get through that tunnel. I promise you can get through it. Well, and what I love, too, about Rebel Parenting is the fact of how approachable you are. You know, you're, you're <laughs> one of those larger-than-life characters. And oh. like, oh, man, this is, you know, Ryan Dobson. I mean, he's got to have all this wealth of knowledge. And he's not approachable. And he's probably like 15 <laughs> people removed. But you go to your website, and it's like you're real, you're approachable. And, and you're a father, just like many of the fathers who are reaching out to you. Just like, totally. yeah, I'm going through this too, buddy. Here, when people email you. us, guess who reads it? Me. You yeah. know why? Because I'm the only one that works for me. Like, my <laughs> wife's our co-host. We've got a producer. No one's reading the email but me. Like, when, when people get responses for mobile parenting, it's me. Right. I get responses back. Like, I can't believe you're emailing me. Like, really? Because you reached out. Like, <laughs> who did you think was going to respond? Like, some yeah. nameless face? Like, right. Well, yeah, yeah, got somebody in the corner that answers I know, me yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We, we try to respond to everybody that, that emails us. It's hard. It really is. It's hard to do. It gets overwhelming at times. Uh, and when, when people are going through it, they want someone that's like, oh, no, we've been there. Been down that yeah. road. It totally stinks. We can help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, Ryan, you know, with everything going on in our state right now, with our new administration, new governor, yeah. new everything, and what's going on around our country, do you believe there is a culture war on traditional families? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think really once you start looking for it, you see it everywhere. You know, it's like when you buy a car yeah. and you've never seen it before mm. and then you buy a car and then everyone's driving your car and you're like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that everybody had these cars. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I think it's been slowly happening over time and, uh, and I don't want to put down like teachers or professors, things like that, but there is an indoctrination process that's going on. It's really interesting. Why do we not teach taxes in school? Why don't you try to get a loan in school? Like advanced trigonomics, trigonometry. I get it. Right. But that's that's needed by an insanely small percentage of students going through. It really is. It's not as needed as how to do your taxes, how to get a loan for the first time. What does a loan mean? What is compound interest? What happens if there's uh, penalties and defaults or a balloon payment? You know, all these types of things. That's going to affect almost every single student going through school. Right. They're yeah. all going to want to buy a house. They're all going to want to buy a car. They're all going to want to get a loan at some point. Student loans. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> you got to ask why. Like if you look at the book Freakonomics, they say, follow the money, follow the money. And you'll figure out the answer. Follow the money. Why don't we want to teach students how to get a great loan? Yeah. Because student loans are the most collectible debt in our country. You can file for bankruptcy right. and it erases all debt except student loans. Yeah. Well, who, who controls student loans? Yeah. The government the does. The government does, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do we not want them to, to learn about taxes? Because we would be like, hey, wait a minute. Why am I paying 38 cents out of every dollar to people wasting money? Yeah. Like you're not even sure. spending my money well. You're not even doing a good job with our money. And you want more of it? What's going on? And the right. more you make, the more you want? Yeah. How crazy that someone that doesn't work for my money gets a big chunk of it mm -hmm. to spend any way they want to please. Yeah. That's nuts. You teach kids that early on. Remember, Lincoln was probably six, literally six years old. And he goes, Daddy, how do we know how much money is worth? And I was like, wow, Great that's a really yeah, deep question. question. And I go, well, yeah. Lincoln... We used to have this thing in America called a gold standard, and that meant money was worth a physical product called gold or silver. And you could go to a bank and say, I want to collect this amount of money in gold or silver. And they would literally physically give you gold and silver back. Mm. Well, we've gone off the gold standard, and now the government tells us how much the money is worth. And he goes, that's crazy. And I was like, <laughs> you're six and you get it. Like, yeah, it right. is. It's crazy. That someone can just say, oh, no, no, this is how much it's worth today. It might change tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So this attack on the traditional family from your viewpoint then is this, this, this foundational piece that defines what is the American way of life that has yeah. made us this nation that we are today, that we take for granted every single day. For sure. But where this education occurs, where this foundation occurs, if you can break that up, then you have a very pliable, reteachable generation of people that you yeah. can form into your own image. Well, and you start taking the things that are the exceptions and making them the broad teaching across the board. Right. Uh, you know, be it gender or be it uh, same-sex attraction, different things like that. Um, yeah. I mean, we watch cooking shows with my kids, and I'll get flack for this. And I have to say it, and I don't care. Like, say what you want. It was a, like a kid's – it was a junior version of a, of a cooking show – and they had a little boy on there who was morbidly obese. Mm. Uh, so much so that he had to quit the show early because he was getting dizzy spells. 
And I was like, hey, there's two things going on. One, hey, who are your parents? Like, what is going on? Do you have a physical condition that causes this? Because if you do, we should talk about that. Yes, right. And two, you shouldn't put that kid on TV. Hmm. I'm really sorry. That sounds mean. It's not mean. No. You don't want to set that up as the example for what kids ought to look like and be like. That will harm that child the rest of his life going to make it worse for that kid for the rest of his life he's going to have physical health problems for the rest of his life do you make fun of him for it of course not gillette just did this did you see the photo gillette posted there's this woman who is again i'm so sorry she's morbidly obese and she posts bikini photos on instagram and gillette hired her as a spokesperson and it was like live your best life like blah 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 Oh my gracious, this is not something you need to hold up as the example. This is bad for you. Right. Like, since when do we hold this up? It's the exception to the rule. Not everybody is like this. This is not good for you. You're going to live a shorter life and a harder life. Yeah. If you, if you behave this way, it's really difficult. It really is difficult. We don't want bullying. Absolutely, we don't want bullying. Right. But you don't want to make the exception normal. It ought to be the exception. Like yeah. we have friends, their kids are in uh, in T-ball. They don't keep outs or score. Huh. I was like, really? <laughs> I, I don't get that. I, it's you I, don't teach a kid how to lose. It's so it's, weird. It's not like the kids don't know what the score is or who's getting do. hits and who's not getting hit. Here's the truth too. We've seen a league where everybody gets the trophy mm-hmm. right. and the all-stars get a better trophy. And I was like, that's totally okay. Because the kids <laughs> are like, hey, why'd that kid get an all-star trophy? Oh, because he's better than you. <laughs> that's why he's better yeah. than you he's more athletic i was not a great athlete as a younger child i'm way more athletic as an adult than i was as a kid you got to tell your kid hey if you want to get that trophy you're gonna have to work way mm-hmm. harder than you are right now you got to earn it that delayed gratification is one of the best things you can teach your kid delayed mm-hmm. gratification work now for a benefit later man right. that will benefit them the rest of their lives right that right. you know that I, and hey, I'm an Amazon Prime addict. Are you kidding? When it's like, you can get this tomorrow. I can? You're right. It's noon. You're going to send this to me tomorrow? I'm down. I'm going to totally get that tomorrow. Right. The delayed gratification will make it so much better for your kids. Now, do you think that millennials get this? I mean, when I know you talk to generations uh, all ages, really. Uh, but specifically, when we just talk about millennials, and we did a program on this not long ago. Do you think they value marriage and parenting? Definitely. Yeah, okay. I do. So, and here's why. I, I think they value marriage in a way that's different uh, from older generations because they went through the divorce generation. Hmm. They went through a time where really a lot of people were getting divorced. And let me say this too. Christians keep quoting this fact, and you, we've got to stop doing it. Marriage does not have a 50% divorce rate across the board. Right. It does not. It's got, first marriages have about a 25% divorce rate. Hmm. But that's not bad. Is it good? No, but no. it's way better than 50%. Right. You want to know how we got same-sex marriage? Tell a generation of kids it's a flip of a coin no matter what you believe, whether you're going to get divorced or not. And they've seen divorce firsthand. They've yeah. seen the ugliness. Yeah. I mean, it wrecks a kid's life no matter what age they're at. It wrecks their life. And you tell them, it doesn't matter what you believe, you got a coin flip whether or not you're going to go through the same thing. Well, then all of a sudden, well, why not let whoever wants to get married get married? Because who cares? Right. Right? They definitely value marriage. They definitely value parenting. I do think there is this unintentional, well-intentioned bad parenting Mm. where discipline's very difficult today. You know, you see parents that are having conversations with their kids when it's not time to have a conversation. It really isn't. You know, 
zero through five, you don't need any conversations. You just tell kids what to do. Like it's it's not that you're mean and you're an overlord over them, but you know what's best and you're letting them know, I know what's best. When your kid has to go to the bathroom and they're, you know, crossing their legs and they're holding themselves, you know, like, stop go to the bathroom. I don't want to go to the bathroom. Hey, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. So I go to the bathroom. We don't want to have an accident. Right. That's not the time to have a discussion with your three-year-old about the importance of going to the bathroom or getting the neighbor kid to go to the bathroom as well. So we're all going to the bathroom. Like, dude, right. <laughs> just take him to the bathroom. But you see this everywhere. You really do. You see it everywhere. And I think it's because we're not being taught what things you need to correct versus what's just childhood stuff. My dad, honestly, he pinned this out and I've used it a million times. Willful defiance versus immaturity and accidents. Mm -hmm. Here's the truth. Is it frustrating when you've got a kid who's gangly and hyperactive and you're like, hey, calm down, you're going to spill something. And they, you know, are moving around and then they spill the milk and it goes all over the place. Is that frustrating? Sure. Is -hmm. that willful defiance? No. Right. And if you get mad at a kid for that, they're like, oh, no. I'm for sure going to do this again. I don't have that much control over my body at this point. Like, who cares if the milk spilled? It's not that big of a deal. Well, I got to clean it up. So what? You're going to clean up something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's no big deal. I saw a mom and a son get off a plane, and he had a, a little, it wasn't a Nintendo Switch. I think it was a PlayStation Portable. It was something like that. Right. And he had headphones on. It was connected to that. And he set it on a ledge and bent down to tie his shoes. And when he bent down, the cord pulled it off the ledge and the case broke. That mom came unglued. She was yelling at that kid in the airport. I was like, oh no. And apparently it was the older brother's video game and he was going to be super mad. The look on that kid's face was like, what? Yeah. Defeated. I I, I had no idea. I had no, it's not like I got mad and threw it on the ground. Like that's willful defiance. Like, Hey, be careful with that. I'm not being careful. Whack. You know, you see that with kids, they don't get their way and they hit their parents like little, little kids Mm -hmm. or they're yanking on the arm or they're yelling at parents. I was at church. Oh my goodness. This mom, you know, when you get the security sticker on your kid's back, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Do you do that at your church? We don't do that at our church. Oh man. I got security (laughs) risk kids. So we're way down with the sticker. Like you can't get your kid without the sticker. Like the yeah. counterpart, they give you a two-part sticker. Right. One's on your kid's back, one you keep, and then if your oh, kid's sure, sure. bad, they they yeah. show your kid's number up on the screen, you know? Yeah, yeah we do some of that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that parent reached around the kid's back to pull the sticker off, and she wheeled around and slapped her mom's hand and yelled at her, and out of... I was like, oh! I said that out loud, <laughs> and then I got really embarrassed. I didn't mean to, but I was like, whoa! Like, Oh my goodness, your kid just hit you. Like, I did not mean to do it. And like, I turned and looked at another thing. Like I was looking at something with Lucy. (laughs) I totally tried not to make it. I was like, whoa, can you, like, that's one of those things you correct it on the spot. Like right right there, you get down on your knees in that kid's face at their eye level. Hey, you can be stern in your voice. You can even raise it a little bit. Don't scream at your kid, but you can raise it and get intense. You can hold on to them a little tighter than, you're not bruising them. You're not abusing them, but you're getting in their face. You might hold onto both their shoulders and look them in the eye and be like, hey, guess what? We do not behave that way. That is inappropriate. You will apologize to mommy right now. We do not strike out and hit people. You're going to apologize to your Sunday school teacher for doing that in front of them. We do not do those. That's an appropriate response, right? Do you want to sit there and slap your kid? No, of course. Like I'm not saying 
but be the parent. Like, don't let, when you start letting kids do that in the first grade in kindergarten, you're going to hurt them for the rest of their lives. Right. They will struggle with authority, but it's going to be so much worse when they're in a job situation, they get fired for being a jerk. And they're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? Didn't happen overnight. Oh, you could have corrected this when they were five or six or seven. You could have for sure taken care of this. But you wanted to have a conversation, or you didn't want to cause a scene, or or whatever. It, it, dude, get down there and be the parent. Right. It's yeah. cool. And by the way, I would say all the parents around you will be stoked. They won't. Yeah, yeah. Like, you'll get that, you know, you'll get that other millennial parent that's like, well, you shouldn't raise your voice at kids. Hey, you know what? You should shut your mouth about what my kid is doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, how about you go parent your own kid and do your own? I'm going to I'm gonna handle me and, right. and mine. Right, right. Well, the, the old excuse, Oh, that's just how Mike is. Just leave him alone. No. Oh, no, because you're right. Because later in life, in his adult life, he's set up for failure. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, you got to enjoy your kid. Like, for sure, enjoy your kid. Also, know they're going to be an adult someday. Yes. And you don't have to fix everything right now on the spot. Like, I am not down with that first-time obedience, like... Basically, first-time obedience is when your kid does something wrong, you punish them so severely, then they never do anything wrong again. Right. Or right. that's a theory. That right. doesn't work. Yeah. It never did work. We bought into it for a long time. I'm not going to name names. I used to totally do that on the podcast. <laughs> I threw people under the bus, but it's probably not appropriate. That's not what I'm talking about. But having that conversation with your kid on the spot, like, hey, we don't do that. That's an inappropriate thing. Like, you need to apologize. And if they don't want to, Lauren, I just did a show. These are things going to change your kid's life. Learn how to say please, thank you, excuse me, or pardon me if you bump into someone. Learn how to shake a hand and look someone in the eye uh, and learn how to say I'm sorry. Hmm. Dude, that'll change your kid's life the rest of the life. If they can say please and thank you, no one does that. You know how, right. how great Manners. it is? <laughs> uh, we had the parent, Lincoln, was over there, and they were like, oh, my goodness, Lincoln is so polite. He always says please and thank you. And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> and here's why. For parents listening... When you've got a polite kid, adults want to be around them. And that's what you want. You want an adult that invests in your kid's life. Like, oh, you're a po-. Like, we were two different places and a kid ran into me and the parent goes, say excuse me. Kid did not say excuse me. No. Just kept going. And I was like, whoa, right. I don't want to be around that kid. If that kid turns around like, oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me for bumping into you. Like, oh my goodness, what a little gentleman. What a little lady. Oh, my gracious. Right. Yeah. What a good kid. I want to hang out with you. Like, if you want a job later in life, oh, for sure I'm going to hire that kid. The please and thank you, the the gratitude, the, gr- the gratefulness, those things make adults want to be around your kid. It will make their boss like them more. That right. will help them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, uh, and we're talking about this somewhat address more of the top issues of parenting right now. I mentioned quite a few, but you know, there's a lot of issues in today's society totally. and, and our government is pushing some of them on us. I know. You mentioned some of them like the old school capital punishment thing. It didn't work for me. I did the same thing over yeah. and over and over again, no matter how many times I got beat for. Totally. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got spanked when I was little. I don't think it was a big deal. Uh, I'm not scarred from it, and no. <laughs> I don't spank my kids. I really don't. And here's here's the truth. Lincoln doesn't need it. And by the way, I did. I was a very bad parent when he was young. I was a really fearful parent. I was a scared parent. 
Yeah. Uh, and I took it out on him, and it was terrible. And so I have to parent him very differently <laughs> as uh, as a tween and as a almost teenager. Um, I don't know if I've ever spanked Lucy. Uh, maybe when she was, because I was she was young. Uh, Lucy is stronger willed than I am, <laughs> for real. She will dig her heels in. She will escalate it. Like if I take it, if she's at a one and I take it to a five, she'll go to a fifteen on the spot. Wow. Uh, and here's what I've learned. It takes longer. Yeah. It takes a lot longer with Lucy. It really does. It takes a lot longer. And you know what? The longer I take with her, the better our relationship is. It doesn't mean I let her off the hook. It doesn't mean I ignore things. It doesn't mean I'm a dismissive parent. It means it takes so much longer to work with that kid. My kids are not the same. They have completely different temperaments. It takes longer. It takes far more conversations. It takes far more of calming emotions down. It takes, it just takes longer yeah. and it's worth it right it really it's worth, worth it, it. Yeah, yeah i'm not the yeah. i'm not a prison guard she's not a prisoner like but that's how it some families end up being that way and it's like no she's just different it's okay right it's totally okay you got to enjoy the kid you got not the one you thought you'd get right and and that really is a great segue to our next program yeah. because it feels like we just got started i know we right got so much more to cover <laughs> on on what is parenting how do you do this right i mean how, how do we answer those kind of kind of questions in just two programs yeah so for those of you listening right now if you uh, missed the introduction we've been talking with ryan dobson and he really is founder president of this incredible new ministry rebel parenting and rebelparenting.org that's how you connect with ryan he is very personable very approachable you send emails you have inquiries, please go to rebelparenting.org. You can watch his podcast program there. He live streams. He's a we live stream on Facebook, on... and then really, we do four shows a week, and we're on iTunes. So if you yeah, look at Rebel Parenting on iTunes, my wife's got the pink hair, you'll notice it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. it's a great ministry. It really, a, a just a practical ministry in this day and age with I just, how do I deal with these issues? <laughs> I, I have these questions in all of these books, and I'm just... It just doesn't feel like it's it's a one-size-fits-all for my child. I need somebody who can hear me and understand me, and I know you mm-hmm. do that quite well. You're just a great coach, a good oh, friend to parents. Kind. I appreciate so it. So, again, I just want to thank you for listening to Engage in Truth today. Again, please go to rebelparenting.org. If you want to listen to this broadcast again, go to calvaryfountain.com. Share it with your friends. Get the message out. Tune in again next week because we're going to continue this conversation with Ryan Dobson. Again, we want to thank you for listening. If you're looking for a church in your area and just want to connect with real people who are just going deeper in the Word of God, mm-hmm. go to calvaryfountain.com. Services are 10 a.m. on Sunday. This is a ministry of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley. God bless you.